Coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast, infamous group projects, the bane of every grade school student. Do they really teach teamwork? We say no. Not at all. Ever, never, ever, ever. We'll break down why teamwork is not the same as group projects, why group projects don't work in school, in the business world, in Hollywood, in sports, and why they don't work at home. Plus, where self-esteem really comes from. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. When I die, I want the people I did group projects with to lower me into my grave so they can let me down one last time. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is teamwork versus group projects. Hannah, I know you're passionate about this because you've had so many wonderful experiences. But I think, first off, before we get into that, we really like team sports. We think team sports teach a lot of great things, especially sports like uh, soccer, basketball, football, the, the, the true team sports where, you know, you, you learn hard work, you got discipline, uh, practicing a, a specific skill until you're proficient at it. Of course, there's the friendship and the social skills kids learn, obedience, precision, character, and of course, teamwork. That's one of the main things you learn being on a team is the value of teamwork. But then you had that experience with that one mom. Yeah, well, I, like you were saying, playing on a good team prepares the kids for their future. It helps them with their future careers and being successful in the real world. That all depends on teamwork and understanding teamwork. And also success at home depends on teamwork. And so one time I, I was at uh, my daughter's basketball game and I was talking with this other mom about how much I loved my kids playing sports and how much they benefited from it. And she said, yes, yes, teamwork is so critical for success. And then she goes, in school, they are really emphasizing learning teamwork by having the kids do group projects. And as soon as she said that, my heart, I don't know if it was my heart or my stomach, but something just cringed <laughs> like deep down inside me. And I, I, I was like, oh, group, group assignments. And all a flood of memories came back of teachers who believed in group projects and would do that to us as students and you know, sign out these group projects telling us how beneficial it would be for our future success and what... I thought of it was not the same as what they thought of it. I absolutely dreaded group projects I was involved in. And it wasn't because I didn't care about my grades and or I wasn't academically minded. And it wasn't because I didn't know how to work. 
it was because I knew that nobody else cared about their grades. And ultimately, if I wanted a good grade, I had to do all the work. And and they knew I cared about my grades and they knew that they could slough it off onto me because I did not want my grade to drop. And so the other people were like, yes, I got her on my team. I'm off the hook. And and they were just leeches that I had to deal with. It would have been so much easier just to say, hey, give me the whole project myself. I'll go get it done. But instead, it, it just and it made me it made me sick because they knew that, hey, I got a free ticket out of this one. I don't have any homework to do. So you hated group projects because the people in your group, you know, four, five, six, however many people were in your group, they all knew that if you were in the group. They were going to get an A. And they wouldn't have to do any work. Right. And you knew. And it was set up that way. because you knew that you would do all the work. Yeah. Because if you didn't, Mm -hmm. you would not get a good grade. Yeah. Okay. But it was was all under the guise of group project, but in reality, it was all on you. That's yeah, why you it, it. was all dumped on me. But if you went and talked to the teacher about it, like I tried doing that once in 10th grade and said, hey, look, the other people in my project, they don't want to do the work. The teacher turned it back on me. You need to learn teamwork. You're not going to be successful in the real world unless you learn to work with these other people. And I was the bad person. By going and complaining to the teacher, hey, these people on my team have no desire to lift a finger. They're not willing to. And she was like, no, you're the problem. You are not a team player. And I will punish you with a bad grade if you come complain to me about that again. Tenth grade? Yeah, tenth grade. You would think by sophomore year of high school, teachers would stop giving group projects. That's like a third grade thing. Actually, now they've really... They're really encouraging it here in California, where teachers are pretty much required to incorporate group projects in all the classes. And and the, they're, what they're touting is that this teaches teamwork, and teamwork is critical for these students' future success. No, I, I remember the, in third grade. Yeah. I remember in fifth grade, we had the group project. I remember the one where we were doing uh, the, the world explorers, like Magellan and Columbus and Cortez and all that. And we had to do a big group project, and we had to... Illust- tell all the stories and illustrate and all this. And nobody lifted a finger in my group except me. And I did. I drew all the pictures. I did all the research. I, I, I wrote all the stories mm-hmm. out. I did this whole flip book thing that was turned out great. But it was clear. And the, the weird thing was, is the teacher got actually upset at me. Because you did all the work. Because I did all the work. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have gotten done, teacher, if, if I didn't do was, all the work. And I remember... I, what, third grade's what, what, eight years old? I remember thinking, what, why would she be? It, it struck me as odd that she was upset that I had done all the work. Like, shouldn't you be glad the project got done? Like, isn't that the whole point of group projects is to get it done? But yeah. it turns out it's not. Group projects are not the same as teamwork. And I think teachers have been sold like this false bill of goods. Like, oh, group projects teach teamwork, but they do don't. They don't. Group and, project. And that's just it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And if you know what, and you're like, oh, these people are wrong. They're the same thing. And they just don't understand the value of of, of, of teamwork that group projects teach. Well, we're going to we're going to challenge that. that. We are here to challenge that. <laughs> because I and... vehemently disagree that group <laughs> yes. projects are the same as teamwork. So, Matter of fact, I'm going to suggest that group projects are a counterfeit for teamwork. Teamwork 
is not the same as group projects. Group projects are a fraud, and I want to expose them for what they are because they are. Group projects are a fraud. They are. They are a fraud. So, so, okay, we're going to present... All the uh, the ways that the the things that make teamwork unique, and show how group projects are not like that. So let's well, let's, and eventually we'll get to the point where we talk about how this applies to the home. That's, yeah, that's kind of the whole point. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But we have to kind of set the groundwork. <laughs> so okay, so let's break it down. So true, true, true teamwork is effective, and group projects are not. I think that's what it really breaks down to. Because what's your motive for doing a group project? Oh, I want everybody to learn teamwork, and I want them to learn skills, and I want them to develop, and I want them, I want them to, to work with people. And but that's share not what happens, and, and that's the problem. And there's some basic reasons why. Yeah, yeah, it's the intention, but it's in reality that is not what happens. The, and the, I know it's not what happens because you look up group projects on the internet. Everybody knows. Everybody that's not knows what that's everybody not knows what it. actually happens <laughs> in a group project. I can't wait when I die. That whole joke, you know, when I die, that you know, I want all my group project friends to to lower me into the grave so they can let me down one more time. That's so true because group projects. Amen. Everybody lets you down. It's it just and what? But let's break it down into why. I think. Part and if you're oh, and if you're here saying I love group projects, well, you know what? We I don't you. like you because <laughs> you are the problem. <laughs> you are probably the person. <laughs> you are the one just sitting. But you're the one that disappears and shows up at the end and gets a good grade after I did all the work. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so true teamwork. There's some parameters though when it comes to creating a team versus a group project. So like when you create a team, first of all, almost always you have to try out for the team. Uh, there's also usually a, a coach or some sort of coaching position. There are distinct positions and responsibilities on that team. Everyone's supposed to stay in their own lane. And it's impossible to win the game without help from the team. Yeah, and those are all uh, very unique attributes to sports teams. But, but, that's, but that's what we talk about when we're talking about teamwork is... You, Everybody has specific responsibilities but that are unique but separate from everybody else's responsibilities. And there's, there's, a, co- there's a coach or a, a, there's all these different parameters for, for teamwork. But when it comes to group projects, you're just kind of all lumped together. It's arbitrary. There's no coach. You're all peers. And the, the, the responsibilities aren't delegated. There's overlap. There's inefficiencies. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So let's talk about these attributes each individually. So first off, when you have a team, normally with a team, you have to try out for the team. There are tryouts. Mm. Unlike uh, group projects, like you were saying, where you're just lumped together, you get selected based off of your reputation, uh, the skills you bring to the table, your commitment to be there for practices and games. And then the coach decides he wants you to be on the team because you're going to be an asset. Well, to the no, team. I think you brought up a reputation actually yeah. makes a big difference. Like you could be, and we've seen this in the professional sports world a ton, you could be the most amazing athlete. But if you come with a rotten attitude or what's called the locker room, where, where you influence the locker room in a negative way, coaches actually don't want you. Like, so just by virtue of being talented or having an ability or a skill set isn't enough. If you're a toxic person, 
Yeah, if you treat other people like dirt. So, so reputation, I, I just liked how you put that in. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and well, and so trying out for the team and trying to bring your best to the table and show that that, that you'll be valuable to the team mm-hmm. and trying to get picked to the team, that actually well, reflects... You also- well, that reflects real world. You want, it shows you want to be there, too, if you're trying yeah. out to be on the team. Yeah, in the real world, you have to apply for jobs. You have to provide referrals and a resume mm-hmm. and express commitment that you're going to show up to work each day on time. <laughs> and a boss decides to make you part of his team because he's like, okay, they're going to be an asset to us and move this company forward. Right. And so that actually leads right into the next attribute of, a, of teamwork, which is... There's a coach. Mm-hmm. And that's so different. Group projects. And here's the problem I have with group projects is that nobody's in charge. And there's no... Somebody it, always takes charge. It's usually the person that wants to actually get the project or done. Or the type A personality. But they yeah. may, I've, but, but I've been in groups where the type A personality was wrong. <laughs> and it drove me nuts because I'm not as assertive, per se, in those situations because I hate them. Uh-huh. But the person... More often than not, there's that that one person who thinks they know everything, and they're like, "I'm in charge." And almost every time, I'm like, "That's not that's wrong. That's not the way I would do it. That's that's the wrong approach." It had drove me nuts, and just so many. Re- but I didn't have any power to say, "No, let's do it this way." That there was no delegation of authority. Well, and- yeah, because you could step up. Let's say, okay, nobody was taking charge, and so you stepped up and said, "Okay, this is what we're going to do," and. You have no power to enforce. Yeah. So even your, if you are in charge, you, how, how do you enforce? What yeah. You, what, you have no real power. Okay, you and have four people your in your peers. group and you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this. But what, and what if, if they don't do it? somebody says they, they don't want to do it and then they can like <laughs> use peer pressure and like ostracize you or punish you in some other oh, way. Oh, yeah. In a social it's, setting. Like, yeah. Oh, you thought you were like outside uh, of class. They're like, yeah. oh, here's the, here's the leader. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and just be mean to you in other ways. But you don't have... I mean, that that never happened to me, though. No, no, no. Um, But you don't have any real power. You don't have... You're not able to give them a bad grade or... um, Oh, no, that's a great point. Yeah, because even if... Let's say at the end of the group project, they did nothing. They didn't lift a finger. And the project failed because of them not bringing their poster. you, You all lose. Everybody loses. Yeah. And... And, but you don't have the authority to be like, hey, um, teacher, they didn't do their yeah, job. Yeah, this person gets an A, the A, A, D, you know. No, nope, nope, it doesn't work that way. The teacher gives you all the same grade. Oh, yeah, I hate group projects. Yeah, you all get the same grade. No matter what the effort level that was put in. So if they put in 10% effort and you put in 110%, then yeah. you both get the same grade. Oh, it just drives me nuts. It, that's like the epitome of everything wrong with group projects. Because yeah. that's not how the real world works. That's not how anything works. Yeah, and the reality is the teacher is supposed to be the leader in the classroom. The, yes. She's well, not no, a peer. It, it's just like the coach. Like on a team, <laughs> yeah. the coach is the one who, who holds the triumphs. The coach the coach is the one who assigns positions, the, the one that, that, that decide, decides on the practice schedule and consequences for showing up late. Or, uh, you know, who who plays, who who gave, you know, I, I coached, I know, where the head coach is the one who decides who who the best players are. Yeah, they, they, what, they hand out awards, they hand out consequences, but, um, they can kick you off the team. But they also decide, okay, you gave 100% in practice today, you're going to be starting versus you're not going to be starting. And they're able to, to make that decision. Yeah, there are consequences. But in a group project, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the teacher, basically the teacher who is the coach, who does give out grades, who does hold the power. Has abdicated her responsibility. Yeah, they step out of the situation, but they don't leave a suitable replacement. Well, it's a vacuum. They they, they leave a vacuum of of authority. Well, think about it this way. What if the, uh, let's just take football, for example. What if the head coach was like, okay, guys, go out there and practice. (laughs) <laughs> you guys you guys decide who's going to play what positions and and I'll be over here and let me know how the first game goes. Uh but yeah that's that's essentially no, no, group what, projects. What would what would happen? <laughs> oh, people would pick who their friends are. Uh-huh. And they would not make their friends run as many laps yep. and but they would let their friends play the, um, positions play that they the wanted. starting positions uh-huh. and And who whoever was most popular, not necessarily most talented, or most hardworking would get the the coveted get the spots, and well, they wouldn't get the credit because when you failed miserably, they'd be like, "Oh, it was so and so's fault." Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't take any of the responsibility. Oh, it'd just be a big disaster. But yet, that's what With we're a doing. A lot of bad feelings. But that's what's <laughs> happening in our school system, where group projects are being or touted anywhere that school as... projects are being touted, and it's like that's ridiculous. The logic is so flawed and so fundamentally wrong. And not based in reality. Anyway. Well, yeah, reality. Uh, let's let's take work scenario. You always have a boss. The yep. boss hires. They fire. They tell you when to show up, and they assign you your responsibilities. Yes. They, and what happens? They if hand you... out paychecks, right? Right. <laughs> There's your reward. They give raises. They uh-huh. give promotions, and they, and they have they the final get, say. They give referrals and recommendations mm-hmm. if you're going to a different place. Yeah. It, and they're exactly. not a coworker, and they're not a peer. You don't treat your boss like a coworker. Yep, that's that's a no no. Uh, a boss is the coach running his team and calling the shots, and they figure out how to utilize each member of their team to the oh, okay. So, and that and that brings based on their abilities, and that brings us right into the next point. On a team, you have distinct and specific positions or jobs to do on the team. So, you know, the expectations are clear, unlike a group project where it's like, eh, everybody kind of gets lumped together and just work get together. it done. Yeah, work. <laughs> and it's like, what if you did that with a soccer team? Okay, guys, work together to win. Here's the problem. If somebody on your team is out of position, then there's no goalie, or maybe there's no forwards, or maybe you're playing defense the whole game. You're going to lose because you need that structure and that organization and the defined responsibilities and defined positions in order for the team to be efficient and effective. And that's what we're all about is this whole concept of group projects is so it's unfair, but it's also wildly ineffective, just incredibly ineffective. So like, uh, I'll give you an example. Again, I was a football coach for several years and we would design some pretty intricate plays and all it would take would be for one person out of the 11 boys on our team that are on the field at any given time, all it would take would be for one of them to be out of position for the play to fail. I remember one time where we had a blocking scheme where the left side wide receiver was supposed to clear out and and take the the uh, safety all the way to the right side so we could have the running play off to the left and we were going to get some good yardage. But the wide receiver wasn't getting the ball, wasn't paying attention, and didn't do his blocking scheme correctly, and we ended up losing yards on the play because one person didn't do their job. Didn't the go other where he was the, supposed uh, to go. The other ten guys all did their job and all did it very well and precisely and did exactly as the play was uh, designed. But that one person 
yeah, didn't but, do their job and the it messed thing, up the whole play. But the thing is, is because this was an actual team, everybody did have a, a distinct assignments. And so when you were watching that play, you knew who botched it. Oh, yeah. And that, that kid yeah, that was, got, got reprimanded or pulled well, off. Yeah, I, I, um, I did. I was in charge of the wide receivers, yeah. actually. And so I pulled him off and I said, hey, this was the assignment you were given and you didn't do that. You're going to stay over here with me for a couple of minutes. We're going to review to make sure you understand all the plays. And then I ended up sending him back in. But yeah. he got pulled off because clearly... You he... But you didn't blame the other 10 boys. No, absolutely you didn't, not. Whereas would... in a group project, yeah, it's it shared blame. together. Oh, it's shared you guys blame. all are to blame. No, they did their jobs. They did what they were, where they were supposed to be. And they get credit for that. Yeah, maybe it cost them the game and they all lost together in the end. But it wasn't blamed on them because they had done their part right and that's how the real world works like this mentality that somehow we're yes we're all we're all in this together as a team with specific responsibilities and so yes we're in this together but not we don't all have the same job yeah anyway yeah it's not just this big we have a lot of these catchphrases, but people, I don't think we quite understand how they, how they work. We're playing together. We're working together. So. Yes, we're working together, but all separately. But, well, here, and here's the thing. We're all in this together with a one goal to win. Yeah, our goal is to win. Our goal is to win, but each one of us has a specific responsibility in order to achieve that goal. And it's and your responsibility is defined, very defined when you're on a team. Yes. Well, <laughs> and a real team. Well, and we'll talk on a real team. We'll talk about that. Your in a responsibility we'll... is defined like to a T, especially like especially in football. It's like very exact. Yeah, what it you're is. Supposed yes, to it do. is. Football is probably the most exact. That and baseball, there were some very precise, exact things that you have to do. Those two sports are very precise. Um, But you brought up a good point. This also applies in the business world where you have distinct positions. I worked in Hollywood for a long time where there are producers, there are writers, there are executives, there are uh, the editors and music and sound and the camera crew and there's accounting and casting all these different departments and all these different people doing all these different things all with the end goal of completing a goal which is to create a, a great product a tv show or a movie or a commercial or whatever and what would happen if the accounting department decided you know what i'm gonna go and be the camera crew today and the camera crew's like you know what I'm going to be the editor. And, <laughs> and the sound guy's like, I'm doing craft services. That's totally me. Like, how would what would happen to the show? It wouldn't happen. It would fall apart. It, it, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that ultimately well, actually, it wouldn't happen. They have very strict rules against not doing, like, you're not allowed to do someone else's job. Right, exactly. Um, on, like, a, on a film crew, you there are actually strict rules against, you know, you don't do that other person's job. <laughs> well, I heard a story one time. It, it didn't happen to me, but a, a, a director friend of mine was doing his first union shoot. And he was really excited because it was golden hour, which is that you know short time period where the lighting is just perfect. The sun's about to set. And he was going to get a great shot of the, this field. And he's like, oh, this is fantastic. And so he's like, come on, guys, let's go get the shot. And he picked up the the sticks the tripod and the camera and he ran up to the top of the field and he set him up and he and he motioned to the other people and he looked back and no one had lifted a finger and he's like what what's going on turns out 
he had taken somebody else's job of moving the camera. And that was a big taboo, big no-no. And the crew revolted. And they got really upset at him. And he's like, um, did I do something wrong? Because yes, in Hollywood, especially in unions, there are extremely strict, very clearly defined rules as to who can do what, who can touch what, and where things go. And that was a big eye-opener for him, where he's like, oh. You got to stay in your lane, buddy. And, well, and that's, and that's, <laughs> that's the very next on. topic is, is what, stay what, it, in your lane. what it means to stay in your lane, where... Again, in a group project, everybody's the cameraman, everybody's the director, everybody's the actor, everybody's the editor. Well, Again, that's and that, wildly and that inefficient. Lack, that lack of individual responsibility is why one kid does the whole project for everyone else. That's why that ends up happening. It's <laughs> um, because there's no individual responsibility. And But if you look at team sports, that would never fly in team sports. That There's no way uh, what, what goes on in group projects, there's no way that could even feasibly work in team sports. Or business. Or business. Or, or at the home. It doesn't work. And so... So, like, what are some examples? Like, what if you had, like, a quarterback who went, oh, I'm going to, you know. <laughs> well, we, we ran over those. Like, what if the pitcher in, the, uh, in baseball, the pitcher and the catcher are, like, switching places all the time? Or the, or the first baseman was going over to help the outfielder? Or, uh, or, or in soccer, you know, the goalie. Or, no, saying that, that both of the positions are his. He's going to do both. Oh, oh, even better. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pitch, I'm going to do you imagine, You're going to uh, well, be quarterback and wide receiver. Yeah. I'm going to be pitcher and catcher. <laughs> nope. There's no way. No, it's you're a, not. It's literally impossible. Yeah. You, well, no, I guess you could throw the ball really high as the pitcher and then run over and be the catcher. <laughs> no, it wouldn't work. Or I'm going to be the forward and goalie on the soccer field. Like that. And the coach. And, uh, and, <laughs> and the coach. And by the way, I'm also going to be coach. Like, how, you it, can't do and that have, and do it well. You're but, not going to win. But that brings up a good point, though. You're, why you need a coach, though. Because a coach can see things from a different perspective than the players. So you know, I guess we're going to talk about that in a second. But the idea is that a coach, in order for a team to be effective, you have to have a coach, someone who's in charge, but also somebody who has more experience and has a different perspective than the players. We'll talk about that in a second. I think, though... Um, well, our son, our oldest son, was once on a... A team that it wasn't a particularly talented team, but it, we, it was a very good coach, and he was he was a construction foreman, and he was also oh, the oh, coach, talking about coach the football? Tim. Okay, yeah, yeah, Coach Tim. One of uh, my husband or haha, you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> you, you were one of the assistant coaches, and yep. what did you notice about? That was my very first year of coaching. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> But I, um, well, that was interesting though because the kind of the it ended up being like the team motto. What this coach would say was, "Do your job." Emphasis on your. Do your, your job. job. Where it got to the point where we'd be in practice, and and these are young kids. I mean, Caleb was what twelve, eleven, something like they that. They were like seventh, eighth graders. Where you know they, they think they know better. They think they know more than the coach, and they've been watching football their whole lives you know, with their dads on the couch, and they think they know the game, and, and they think they're, you know, these amazing athletes, when in reality, they're 11 and 12-year-old boys. 
And so it really helps to have a coach who's there to kind of direct them and put them in the right way. But the problem we had was we had some guys who had played multiple positions in the past. And that's the other thing. At that age level, what position you play is still kind of fluid where you, you, you haven't finished growing. So we don't, football coaches, we're not exactly sure if you're a lineman or a running back or a receiver or a, they're all the, or if you're a, uh, defensive end, like there's a lot of fluidity still mm-hmm. in what you're what you're capable of. So the boys weren't really sure what their positions were, and the coach really kind of cracked down. He's like, "No, your job as defensive end is to contain." And he, we we would spend countless time uh, hours in practice defining each position and what they were supposed to do on each individual play, whether it was a defensive play or an offensive play, and when a play would fall apart, when a play wouldn't go well. Without fail, it was someone who didn't do their job. But what's interesting is that a lot of times the reasons guys wouldn't do their job is because they were too busy trying to do somebody else's job. They're like, oh, he's not doing his job. And so they would leave yeah. their position. Billy was out of position, so I went to go help him. And the coach would get so angry. He would get red in the face, and he'd be like, do not help your teammate. Do your job do your job because what happens if your teammates out of position and you go to help him now, now you're, you're out, out of, position. of position so now it's twice as bad now we have two people out of position the the play there's it's possible you could salvage a play if one guy's out of position but when two guys are out of position and then what happens if your other teammate sees that you're out of position now he comes to help you so now we have three people out of position and it just the whole thing doesn't work and so the coach would he wouldn't get red in the face he gets so mad at these Teenage, preteen boys be like, do your job do your job don't worry about his job do your job and I, that stuck with me because it was right he was he was right he was 100 correct that when we focus on doing our job and doing our job properly it's Within the, the team it's the coach's job to watch out for the, your teammates not yours it's his job to Make sure that the right people are in the right place at the right time. And you have to trust the coach because a good coach will do just that. And if, you know what, and I'm not saying that it's 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 bad to help out teammates, but I'm saying when you have specific jobs and you're relinquishing your responsibility to go help somebody else, you've actually made the problem worse. So When you abdicate your yeah. job to go do somebody else's job that you think, and what if you're wrong? What if they were doing what they were told and you just didn't know? Like you just, you, you mess everything up by not doing your job. So do, do your job, stay in. And we talk, we talk about that where we, we call that staying in your lane where, you know, when you're running a race, (laughs) what happens if you, if you're running track and you did, Hannah, I did. What happens if you leave your lane? You get disqualified. Why? Uh, you're in infringing on somebody else's it, it doesn't make the race fair but race you're also fair. getting in the way of the other people could, and so then that's not fair to them and couldn't somebody get injured like yeah because you have those those track spikes and just all, yeah. so, all sorts there's of problems all sorts of problems there's all sorts of problems with not staying in your own lane See, stay in your lane stay yeah. in your stay and focused I, on where you're supposed to do be your job and stay do in your job your the lane. best you can yeah and that's that's your only focus. You don't worry about the other the but, other people. But along those lines, though, that, that's the whole concept of individual responsibility. I think that's what we're really talking about is individual responsibility. You have this assignment. Do it. Well, what was interesting is this coach, Coach Tim, the one who just kept beating that into the boy's head to do their job. That team 
did not have like particularly great athletes. It wasn't like, we wow. Pre- we were pretty mediocre. It was an average team, but he got everybody doing their own job. And so they, watching their team and carry out their plays, they were like a well-oiled machine. And they they dominated. But it wasn't because of the talent on the team. It was because everybody was doing their part and focused on doing their part. They knew knew what their part was. He had defined it. And they stayed focused on their part. And because of that... They, like I said, they it worked like a well-oiled machine where every part of the machine had its own function and it just worked together, and that was teamwork. And it was really fun to watch. Yeah, and to, was, be, a, and was, to be a part of it. It was fun to, to be a part, part of, of it. And it was fun to watch. I learned so much that year about proper teamwork and how it, a, a real team functions. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've I've coached a lot of teams since then. And I've been on I've been on teams where you know it was the dad trying to make sure his son or daughter got the most playing oh. time, and those are actually the most annoying teams to be on because there's no there is no teamwork, and it's all about one person doing all the work. But, but you know I realize that's a completely different topic. But yeah, it, yeah. But this was a real coach. It wasn't somebody's dad. Yeah, he wasn't related to anybody on the team. And he did a good and job. He did a really good job, and and he was successful. Because of that. Because some people, you're right, they don't run their teams well. They don't understand what teamwork is, and they don't understand how to run a team. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the coaches who do, like Coach Tim, where he took a group of mediocre boys and took them to the championship, this was one of the key things that he emphasized was do your job. Well, and it reminded me, though, of Dan Moore. The other football coach, Caleb's very first football coach. That was rather who, amazing, yeah. Who had an uncanny ability to pinpoint what each one of the boys' specific talents were and utilize them to the to the best degree possible. And he had he did end up winning the championship and everything. He won yeah. he won it all. Yeah, didn't he win like a national he championship? He won, won a national championship well? with it with, with those boys. Who were not like big, nope. particularly, particularly big. They weren't particularly fast, particularly talented, or particularly big. But because they all knew their jobs and they did them with extreme precision. Again, we go and I'll go back to the, that movie Hoosiers, where the coach was given a handful of boys, where but he knew what each one of their talents and abilities were, and he was able to take them to the championship game because they listened to the coach yeah it wasn't a group project (laughs) and remember that halfway through the movie it was starting to become a group project where the boys like oh i want to do this and i want to do that and the coach is like no and everybody from town stay in your lane do your job so now here's kind of the big reveal all of this applies to the family all of this applies (laughs) to how you run your home because well because a lot of parents are like hey i want my kids to work together like a team That's right. You do. But you have to know what a team is and how a healthy team functions. Teams are not group projects. Do not run your home like a group project. Do not confuse group projects with teamwork. They they are not the same. Well, and let's break it down a little more. Even a marriage is not a group project. A marriage is a team. Two people working together to accomplish a common goal or, 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 or a common good. So, for, for instance, I think you, 
when we first got married, my job was to stroke your hair and call you beautiful. <laughs> and your job was to make sure I ate. Right, right. It was a really, really good working relationship. Clear boundaries and... <laughs> because I, I I, just wouldn't no, eat and you had to remind no, me to but, eat. No, but... Well, that we, was what we jokingly would say, but we actually did divide things up. Like in our marriage, we decided, hey, my husband, you're going to be the provider. I'm going to stay home with the kids. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be preparing meals. And, and it's what I wanted to do. And and we we and I would do the finances, agreed. yeah. And I would do the house repairs and yeah, and so and maintain the cars what, and what all that. What was funny is we began noticing that when we would have fights, <laughs> most of the time the fights would be either because I had PMS or, <laughs> or no, or because one of us wasn't staying in our own lane. Like my husband started you know, telling me where to put things in the kitchen or how to do my job. Or I started, you know, getting stressed about what his responsibilities were and, and telling him what yes, to do. Yes. And, and because and it would always so end up one of us was abdicating our own responsibilities and, and going into the other person's lane. The other person. And well, so, no, no, think about people when they retire. The, they get, oh, they go nuts. Right. The wife goes crazy. If she's been a stay at home mom and now all of a sudden the husband's home She's been running the home for 40 years, and all of a sudden you've got Yahoo McGillicuddy telling you how to run your home. You're like, "Uh, yo. Back off. Yeah. Back Back off, pal. (laughs) Go back to work. You go golfing. I don't care. Get out of the house because I can't stand it. You're telling me how to run the home. This is my territory. This is my lane. You go... And that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, so he they have to redefine their yeah, lanes. And you do. And I yeah. that is incredibly healthy to define what your lanes are. If you yeah. haven't done that, like as a couple, well, like, you should clearly oh, you need to set that up. My grandfather retired and he never like because he never did anything like after he retired. Like he didn't I never saw him like doing any responsibilities around the house like after he retired i bet because they, they didn't never, redefine i bet they never redefined what the lanes were responsibilities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so my grandmother just kept working and doing all the same things she had always done taking care of the pool taking care of the yard taking care of the laundry and the cooking and yeah, and the shopping and, and the budget and everything oh i bet that's what happened I should call up my grandmother and ask. <laughs> said, Grandma. <laughs> Grandma, what happened? <laughs> Did you guys ever sit down and redefine the Did you never the, talk the, the about lanes? that when he retired? So, so. But, but marriage is like uh-huh. a, a, a just a two-person team. Mm-hmm. You still need to have clearly defined responsibilities and what your lanes are or it doesn't work. Yeah. If you approach mm-hmm. marriage as a group project, your marriage You're going to have be, a lot of fights. Your marriage will be fraught with anger, miscommunication, and frustration. <laughs> So, but, uh, and you know, let me clarify, I'm not saying that I can't help you with the dishes. I can't help you with grocery shopping. I'm saying though, that's not my responsibility. Yeah. So like there've been times where you have helped me do finances. I mean, every year you go with me to do the taxes, which, you know, we both love, but I'm not saying that you can't help out, but it has to be like when when the dishes are overwhelming, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to help you. It's not it's not as structured as a football team where if, if I go out of my lane, everything's going to explode. But the idea is to have clearly defined responsibilities so that then once I maybe I've completed my jobs, I can help you out. Well, how many young couples have their first baby and fight over who's going to change the baby's diaper? Oh, yeah. How 
I mean, that happens like all the time. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> Where they common. don't work out a like a a lane thing, you know? Yeah. They they haven't decided who's gonna do what. <laughs> who's gonna do it or when and yeah. So and See, they end up just mad at each other. And the secret. You never do it. And I always well, do no, it. Well no, and then they end up hiring a nanny or something. <laughs> somebody else somebody else does it. Somebody else does this nasty job. <laughs> is there a is there a service? Can can I hire somebody to come change my nasty kid? <laughs> oh. So but uh, so if if mom and dad are a kind of like a team I, I think in the family situation it's more like mom and dad are the coaches mm-hmm. when you have kids they're the players and mom and dad are the coaches and the idea is just like a, a coach at like for a soccer game the coach has a different viewpoint and can see what's going on on the field when maybe the players can't the players don't have the full picture they have they can see what is right around them but they don't have the full picture they also don't have the game plan Mm-hmm. Whereas the coach, mom and dad, have the game plan, but they also happen to have way more experience and way more understanding of how things work than a 10, 12, 14, 16-year-old kid would. And so mom and dads are like the perfect coaches. And unlike a coach on the soccer field or on the football team, mom and dads love their kids and want what's best for their kids. Mm-hmm. And so mom and dads actually make the best coaches if you understand that idea though in in the home Um, where and and so the thing is though mom and dad and and see i grew up with this where certain parental figures in my life thought they were the coach but they didn't lift a finger they didn't do jack and they were under the impression that they were like the king that's not what we're talking about. Coaches have very specific responsibilities. Coaches, if the coaches don't do their job, then the team falls apart. If the coach, like in football, if you didn't go back and review film, if you didn't watch what you know how the players did um, last game and how your team reacted to certain play calls, or if you don't do your your research on the, the upcoming game, you're going to fall flat on your face, and it doesn't matter and what if you don't plan out practices and organize oh, yeah. and do the teaching exactly, and, and so um, show the kids what to do, and the coaches, it's not going to work. The coaches have a lot of work to do, and the, so the, the the idea is you're not king and queen with all your servants running around doing your bidding. It's you're, you're a coach, you're and a you have coach, and you you're have, participating, and you're serving the team, and you have and specific jobs. You also have a lane that mm-hmm. it's clearly defined what your responsibilities are. And with Money Pants, actually, you and I have jobs that are clear. That's what I love about Money Pants. You have very clearly defined jobs. I literally do finances. I do household repairs. I take care of the car. I do. I do grocery shopping. I do. Um, I do payday. Meal planning. I, I do. It's there. It's I written down. It's it's, I, it's it's very clear yeah. on money pants what mm-hmm. your responsibilities are. There's no confusion. Yeah. What and, your jobs are. You know, and the same and with you the kids. Run payday and yep. and the inspections and so, yeah. So, but if you if you look at this and uh, some of the mistakes like people make um, of doing group projects. And I've I've caught myself doing this, and it's no, we all do that. Uh, we've, we've all we've all made the mistake yeah. of t- and and you've probably done this. I know I have. I know I have, and it drives me nuts afterwards. The, when I the backyard's a mess, mm-hmm. and I say, okay, you guys can't come in until y- y- you guys all clean the backyard. 
I am ashamed. Okay. I have done that. Okay. And so what happens if you, uh, based off of what we know about group assignments, you can predict what would happen in that scenario is one child wants to get it over with. They start cleaning while the rest of them goof off. Interestingly. And that's that's most of the time what's going to happen. It, and, and it may be different based off of the personalities of the kids, but I've also made the mistake of, of when I'm assigning out jobs and saying, oh, why don't you two work on the dishes together? You guys can be partners doing the dishes together, but without assigning out specific responsibilities within the job of dishes. And, and they'll be like, yeah, we'll work together. And the first day it works out, maybe the second day it works out. But eventually, I and very soon thereafter, I go, what was I thinking? Does it ever last more than a day or no, two? No, no. It always ends with fights but about that, uh, about one person's not doing their yes, share. Yes, they're not doing their share. Not doing their share. Well, and, no, here's the um, thing, though. Is because maybe, there's no defining of well, no, what no, no. their share well, is. There's or, no... Uh, and it just causes bad feelings both ways where you're like, well, I did what I thought I was supposed to do. No, I've done more. And, or what'll happen but it is wasn't they, defined. What will happen is they'll decide that first day, okay, I'll do this and you'll do that. But it's not clear and there's nobody to enforce it. So the second day, the person, person B will be like, wait a minute, I thought I did more yesterday. I'm definitely doing more today. I don't think this is fair anymore. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a fight. It's just, it, it's, really, it happens that yeah. fast, even though they had to find it or, because there was nobody in charge and authoritative. Yeah, nobody is signing out. You do this, yep. you do that, you do that. Another example is if I've, I've also done this where I say, hey kids, the house is messy. Let's clean it together. <laughs> and and I don't make this mistake anymore, but I used to make this mistake. But what, what would, would end up, what would you happen? end up nagging, yelling, getting upset at the kids, and you just end up cleaning everything yourself. Um, or, or, what happens is, like in the backyard example, you and the kid next to you, who you can see, uh-huh. end up cleaning and everybody else just disappears. Disappears. It's Magi- disappearing. Magically out. disappears. Yeah. So so those are group those are group projects. And so Because what, they're undefined responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would work better, like with the backyard, is what I do now is okay, the backyard's a mess. Need it clean. I want you to pick up clothes. I want you. You're in charge of garbage. You're in charge of sweeping the porch. You're in charge of uh, organizing the toys. You're in charge of this. Go. And it works really. And well. all of a sudden, everybody because they know what their 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 job is, and and they just get well. To work. Typically, it's if they want to go with us somewhere, yeah. or we're about to watch a movie, yeah. Because then there's a reward. Well, because if you say none of you can come in the house till it's done, uh-huh. you're going to get the one kid that wants to come in the house, and they just end up doing it all themselves. Yep. And and the other ones, I'm willing to wait it out. <laughs> I actually, I'm ashamed to admit I made that mistake the other day. Oh God, just the other day. Uh, how did you? Well, we had dropped that big branch off of one of our trees onto the lawn, mm-hmm. and I was able to cut it up. And then what was left were all those little tiny branches, uh-huh. not branches, sticks, all over in the lawn. And they they poke your feet when you step on them, or we feed them to the animals, and they get stuck in their throat. And it's just it's not good. So we had to go through and pick up all these little tiny I don't know like two Branches, three little, inch little yes, sticks twigs twigs yeah all throughout the lawn. And I'm like, okay guys, everybody grab a bucket. Let's go get, let's get this cleaned up, and then we can go swimming. I should have assigned each person an area. Yeah, you're in you're, charge of this, this area. Is your area. This, this is, is your, your area. area. This is on your, your mark. It said go. I'm so. 
ashamed because you know you know what happened <laughs> and i found be. myself getting frustrated because one of the younger kids just walked around the entire time literally walking on top of the sticks that he was supposed to be picking up and breaking them into smaller pieces whereas the other kids did a great job and partly partially it's because they they know how to work but it was it was I, a group project i had forgotten that basic i was thinking of five minutes let's just all get in there and get it done as a group project, uh-huh. even a simple little, let's pick up some of these sticks. It'll take a few minutes. Even something as simple as that, that I turned into a group project, failed. Well, one time. Group projects don't time, work. They don't work. I was hosting Thanksgiving at Oh, I was going to go there. I, I wrote myself I, a note. Okay. And this was, this is a, this major was a success, success story. story. Okay. So I was. I'm glad you remember There this. was company coming into town, a whole bunch of company. And I had a small house, but I was hosting Thanksgiving at my house. I was pretty excited about it. And I wanted it to be a success. And so I thought about it. And I thought about Thanksgivings where I had gone to other people's houses. And I always felt like I always feel awkward at other people's houses at Thanksgiving time because they're working hard in the kitchen. They're setting things up. And I always feel awkward. I don't really know what to do. Um, some people have a sense for that. And I don't. I'm not. I don't think as many people do as you think. I, I, I don't know. Some people just get in there and like, oh, I'm going to do this for you. And I'm going to do that. And they just get in there. And I think that's rare. <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't give it I, I just feel awkward. And then I end up sitting on the couch and feeling more awkward. And Because you're useless and you're not helping out and everybody yeah, else is Yeah, but working. everybody else is working and I'm not really sure what and I'm supposed so to be doing. And there's so much to do because Thanksgiving's a big deal. Or and if you ask them, what can I do? Oh, nothing. Just to sit and enjoy. And you're like, yeah, do you mean it? Or are you just saying that? And, and then you're resentful that I didn't help. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, you know people like that where they say they don't want help, but they really do. But... They want you to figure it out and yeah. read their minds. Anyway, so I was like, I hate that. I, I like to know what's expected of me. Mm-hmm. And I like having an assignment. And I like it being clear so I'm, I don't have to guess. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel anxious. And so what I did is I planned out the menu. I got all the ingredients. I printed out recipes for each thing. And when the guests arrived, I said, okay, Quincy, you're in charge of the sweet potato pie. And you're in charge, and somebody else, you're in charge of the fruit salad. Mm-hmm. And you're in charge of the turkey. And and here's the recipe. And good luck. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're all depending on you. And everybody had their assignment. One person was to decorate the table and get it set. And mm-hmm. another person mowed the lawn. I don't know why they mowed the lawn. <laughs> but everybody had assignments. And it was the most relaxing Thanksgiving. Everybody was so relaxed. We were all working together. And, and it was actually very bonding. I, I thought, like, we everybody felt more bonded, I think. Well, no. Afterwards, multiple people, totally unsolicited, came up to you. I remember this mm-hmm. and said, that was the best Thanksgiving ever. It was. And it wasn't because the food was amazing or the, mm-hmm. the venue was fantastic. We it were in our little so tiny house in Burbank. And it, it was so enjoyable. It's because everybody, everybody was contributing. Everybody, and everybody was had, able to relax. And have a, a good time knowing they had done what was asked of them. Because cause you There were no unspoken expectations. Yeah. Oh, I hate and, that. I hate unspoken yeah, expectations. Yeah, and so it's just, it's just actually really refreshing where, uh, like I said, the situation where, let's say, you were assigned to work with somebody to do the dishes. There would always be that strain of, 
Did I do enough? Is the other person getting mad at me? Right. What? Where is that? Well, but, but go back to the sports when example. When it's clearly yeah. defined, you can relax and you can be confident that hey, I did my part, and and I love that. It's actually, it's relaxing. So <laughs> that's that's one of those main concepts we talk about, though, is the whole divide and conquer. Yes, divide and conquer. I, that's exactly what we did. I, I, what, what, can that, you believe that a team is about dividing? It is. That seems totally counterintuitive. We're unified. What are you talking We're about? We're unified. Being... But in order to be unified, you have to divide. Yes. And divide up the responsibilities. You're unified in the ultimate goal, but you have to divide up in Division order to conquer. Of in order to win, yep. you have to divide up. We already talked about what the messy backyard you should have done is divide it up. I should and have give given everybody specific a four, responsibilities. A four foot section. Here's your section. Yeah. It would have been, Hannah, it would have been so easy. Yeah. Because then it's clear when they're done. Yeah. They don't have to keep working. They know they did their part. And they know what and, their part is. And, they, and you know who didn't do their and, part. And it's individual responsibility. And it's satisfying. So like, there's nothing teamwork. worse than a job that just keeps going and there's no <laughs> end. And you don't know where your responsibilities begin or end. Oh, that's just. And, and, well, it takes away your motivation. Like you're like, yes. oh, the more I do, the more I get to do. <laughs> yeah, it's true too. Yeah. And, and it's like. We've all had hey, jobs like that. So, yeah. And I, I, I'm i sure there are businesses that run their offices this way. Not very well. But they're, they're, they would be so much more effective would you want to if, work in an environment no, like that? No, nobody does. It would be does. so stressful. Yeah, it's it constant be... stress. If you work in an environment like that, you should quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start your own business and apply the correct principles. Okay. So, um. I, but going back to the whole uh, applying this to family, I think part of the problem, Hannah, is the, this is going to sound funny, but the number of children people have. When you have one kid, you don't really think about teamwork or assigning lanes because you as the parent can kind of do it all. Yeah, it's not a necessity. Teamwork isn't a necessity. When you have two kids, mom and dad can still kind of do everything and kids don't really help out. What happens is when you have three kids, all of a sudden you can't, you're you're outnumbered. And all of a sudden you're kind of forced to go, hmm, we need to come up with a game plan. A game game plan. (laughs) That's why we, we call that a, uh-huh. a game plan because that, that's where it comes from, from, from team sports, where you come up with these are the responsibilities. And by the time people have three kids, that's when all of a sudden they start breaking out the point charts and going, okay. No, 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 no. That's work? when they say, well, we're not going to have any more children. <laughs> that's true, too. <laughs> but that's why. Because they're going, oh, my goodness, no, no, this that, is overwhelming. At, I can't do this. They say that after two. They're yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. the future going, if we had three, yeah. this all, everything would come crashing yeah, down. But people freak out when they have three kids, and it's because they can no longer do it themselves. But that's when we realized it. When we had three yeah. kids, I remember pulling my hair out going, "What? Well, we had a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn. And I was like, what ah. have we done? What? <laughs> Have we done? It was overwhelming. And it forced us to realize we have to come up with a game plan. We have to come up with specific this responsibilities. That made the house a mess. She can pick up her toys. And she, she could. Knows how. The thing is, she could. <laughs> she could. And she we gave her that to. responsibility and we gave her rewards and for it and set up the point charts. And, and we're like, oh. Yeah. And so by the time we had four kids, we're like, oh, well, it's no different than having three. Yeah. Because. We just assign responsibilities and move on. 
and five, six. And now we realize that the more kids you have, the easier the housework. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just gotten exponentially just, more complicated. I'm just kidding. That's not why. Which is why we had to develop the app. <laughs> That's like when you said, oh, the reason we had kids is because I never had any friends. <laughs> I just wanted friends. The real reason we have a big family. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. But true. Okay. Oh, it's still so off. <laughs> okay. So, but, but going back to this whole concept, and let's mm. just wrap it up here. We got coach mom and dad where it's our job to run the home, to assign the jobs, and to make sure that they're fair, at least to, it's, you know, and that's just it. The whole concept of fairness is, is another topic. But we try to make jobs roughly the same as far as difficulty and ability and time commitment. But that's our job. And to and clearly define those lanes for our kids and their responsibilities. And I think of the example of you where you're like, um, yeah, you, you can't, I've made this, one of your jobs is to food preparation. Now you have helpers, mm-hmm. but that that's your job. And you can delegate to your assistants, but the the job is yours. Of getting the meals done. And, and you'll, do, and you'll yeah. do this delicious breakfast and you'll say, okay, you guys can enjoy this delicious breakfast as soon as your rooms are clean. Your rooms are clean. <laughs> Because And part of the reason, though, and the significance of making sure that we have these clear-cut, obvious, no confusing, no confusion responsibilities is because with group projects, what happens is we've talked about extensively is that one person ends up doing all the work. They become the martyr. Is that what we want to teach our kids yeah, we want to teach want them your, to become a martyr, to become a doormat, to not know how to say no, and to let to, other to, people or, take advantage of them, or like to that. feel that all the responsibility is on them. Like somehow that it's That's their like job. A codependence is what that you, is. You are you're literally teaching your children codependence with a group project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you guilt them into it, and oh, but you should do it, and it's the team, and. But then on the flip and side, meanwhile, there's a bunch of leeches all that's the flip clinging side onto is them. You've got all these other people who are trying to game the system and get out of work, and yeah. they know, oh, well, Trixie, I know is a hard worker, and if I just hook onto, <laughs> if, if I pretend like I'm incapable. She'll do the laundry for me. Oh, I, I have a headache. She'll do the dishes for me. Oh, yeah. I'm... I once saw one of my brothers do that to my mom. She told him to fold the laundry or something, and he went, oh, I don't know how. And so he took his shirt, and he, like, folded it together just, like, as sloppy as he could. Irritatingly and... fresh, uh, yeah, irritatingly like, sloppy. Like just knowing I was it... his peer, and I'm like... Oh my goodness! What an knowing act. that his knowing he that his folding job his would irritate mom. your mom. Yes, and 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 so she's like, "Oh, fine, I, I'll do it myself." You're and like, I'm "Mom, like, no, he fell for he it." He was that was he was doing that on purpose. He like purposely and mom, you pretended like for he was handicapped. Stop it! He's not handicapped. So <laughs> we don't we don't want to teach our kids that either. We don't want to teach uh, group projects raise it, martyrs codependent people and those who are trying to game and trick the system. Yeah, it's, it's not healthy. Those are not healthy relationships. That is not teamwork. That is people taking advantage of other people and people being taken advantage of. Which pretty and sure isn't what you want to teach your teamwork. kids. <laughs> but that's not what you want to teach your kids. That's not how you want to raise mm. your kids. That, that's not what you want your kids to become. And you don't, you don't want your kids 
to always be looking for a way out. You don't want your kids to always be looking for that one person who will do the job for them. What a horrible lesson. Yeah, who are they going to marry? Exactly. They're going to marry a doormat. And they're going to they're going to treat them like a doormat. And you know, it, these are not healthy relationships. This is not how you treat other people. This isn't how you let people treat you. That's it's not teamwork and and you want them to stand up for themselves. You want them to say, hey, these are my responsibilities. Those are yours. You take care of your responsibilities. Yes, because that's healthy and yeah. normal and right. Doing and feeling like you you should be kind and do other people's like responsibilities. The, the rule of thumb there is, what is it? You don't help others. Uh, you oh. only help others out if it's... No, no, you do for you let others do what they can and should do for themselves. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Yeah. You let others do what they can and should do for themselves. The, the operative so, is, is should. Yeah, should. Just, can and should. Because sometimes otherwise it's not service, you helping them out. Yeah. It's actually, not kindness. No, it's, it's the opposite. And it, I I realize it's counterintuitive, but when you do for when you do for somebody else something that they should be doing for themselves, you're actually taking away from them their ability to have that self-esteem and that self-worth. You're literally telling them, you're not good enough, you're not capable, therefore I have, I to, have step to step in you. and rescue you. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's unhealthy that's both an, ways. Yeah, so that you you got to keep that in mind um, and teach that to your kids. Teach that principle to your kids so that their relationships will be healthy. And, and along those lines, and we're... We'll wrap it up here. The The idea is when you give kids responsibility, they take pride in knowing that they are needed, that they are necessary, and that they are essential. Because with a group project, they're not. It's, it's typically just one person doing all the work and everybody else is unnecessary. And really, that's what it ends up being. Yeah, you're leeches. And how does that make you as the leech feel? Oh, mm-hmm. I... Does that really boost your confidence? Does that make you feel wanted and necessary and essential? No. And we talk all the time about the self-esteem of our children. You want to you want to build your kids' self-esteem? Give them responsibilities and hold them accountable to it. There you go. Because self-esteem comes from knowing what is right and acting on it. Yeah, it's not from giving you a bunch of trophies for nothing. Or getting an A for a project you didn't work on. Yeah. So. Zing. <laughs> Okay, so just to wrap it up. Group projects aren't the same as teamwork. There we go. <laughs> there it is. There's your wrap up. Did you have anything else? No, that's it. And if we haven't proved it to you. Um, go soak your head. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Ow, I just hit my head. <laughs> and that, okay. and that's all the time we have for today. If you like our podcast, go to our website. Go to the Contact Us page. And make a suggestion for a future podcast. Maybe there's a topic you'd like to hear us talk about. <laughs> and feel free to send this podcast to every teacher, teacher's union, <laughs> <laughs> governor of California. <laughs> every, everybody you know. In the meantime, enjoy another song from the phantasmagorical Falcon Jasper and his musical mischief. See you next time. It's not cowbells, is it? <laughs> Give me more cowbells, baby. <laughs> I got to get more cowbells. <laughs>